Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today we are looking at Proverbs 15, and like some of the previous Proverbs, this one is on the longer side. It's over 30 verses long, and so I would once again encourage you, if you have the ability to pause and go ahead and read through that proverb, uh, I would encourage you to go ahead and do that so that you have sort of the full context and big picture for some of the principles that I want to share with you today. This is very much a devotional for me personally. As I was reading through and studying this proverb, I was convicted in in several ways. And I just want to share with you some of the thoughts that came to my mind as I was reading through this proverb. There's a lot of well-known verses that come out of Proverbs 15. And one perfect example of that is the very first verse in the proverb, which is a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And as you read throughout this proverb, while not every verse has to do with our words, there is a very heavy focus on the words that we speak and not just the words that we speak, but how we speak them in this proverb. The focus seems to be over and again that the way of wisdom and the way of godliness is that when we speak, our words ought to be characterized usually by a certain quietness, a certain gentleness, a a tone of softness when we speak, as opposed to harshness or abrasiveness uh, when we we talk uh, to others. And I have to say that in the current cultural environment in which we seem to be living, especially here in America, our culture is currently all about escalation and sort of kicking things up another notch that when when something comes out that it's it's very rare that you hear about someone trying to de-escalate a situation when someone says or does something that is considered inflammatory and let's be honest at this point I'm not sure that there's anyone who can do or say anything that someone isn't going to consider inflammatory. But when that happens, it almost seems like the mentality is to just continue to escalate and to continue to increase the the temperature and the the volume of the situation. But what I see in this proverb is precisely the opposite. And as Christians and and followers of God, I really think that this should be a challenge to us. And this could be one of the primary ways that we can even be a witness and a light in the culture and in the times in which we find ourselves. Because as our culture continues to focus more on escalating situations, what I see here is that the the focus for God's people really should be the opposite. We should be seeking peace, not just with others in situations where we we can pursue peace, but also that we should be seeking peace with God 
not just our own peace with God, but we should be seeking peace with God on on behalf of these other people with whom we we are interacting in our world. There's a principle in conversation, and I, I cannot remember at the time who actually said it, but the principle is that when you're in a conversation or a debate with someone, that the rule should be if anyone gets mad, whether that's you or the other person that you're talking to, you lose. In other words, the goal should be to maintain a level of civility, a level of calmness in the conversation for the sake of both your testimony as a Christian, but also for the sake of the other person. Because as we all have probably experienced, if you get angry, you're not listening anymore. You're not engaged at all. And so if you get angry, you have lost because you're no longer demonstrating these principles and exuding the sort of calm confidence that we ought to be able to to display as followers of Christ as we as we love others through the truth. And on the other hand of that, if the other person gets angry, you have lost them in the conversation. They're no longer in a place where they're really going to be open to listening to you or, or what you have to say. And while that's not always up to you, I think that it's a good rule to sort of follow is to say, if anybody gets mad here, I lose because I either lose the opportunity or I lose my testimony. And so, I mean, think about the way that Jesus said in uh, in the Sermon on the Mount that we are we are blessed if we are peacemakers, if we seek to be peacemakers. And I think that from an ultimate sense, as we take the gospel message and try to reconcile people to God in the same way that we have been reconciled to God, that really is what the gospel is about, is about being a peacemaker and being an ambassador of peace, peace between men and God. And so if we can be peacemakers in our conversations, if we can seek to bring the the volume and the temperature down uh, rather than escalate it, that that is a not only wisdom, but I think that really does go to the heart of what our goal and mission is as Christians. And it's certainly convicting for me to say that because I'm not, I haven't always been, I haven't always been someone who has sought to lower the temperature in the room, especially when I feel very strongly about topics that are being discussed. But I think, I think that there is something there for us. It also kind of goes to this question as I read through this proverb about the wicked, yes, and the way that they treat others and the way that they speak and act in comparison to the wise. But I also sort of think about this question of, I think part of why we can become so angry and or can can get involved in this escalation is it goes to the idea of who exactly we see as our enemies as Christians. We really shouldn't be, if we're taking a biblical approach to other people in the world and the conversations that we have and the interactions we have with people, we really shouldn't be seeing them as the quote-unquote enemy because they aren't. They are lost people who are being used by the enemy. Our ultimate enemy is spiritual in nature, not human. And while 
they can be used as tools of the enemy, just like you and I were before we knew Christ. They are not themselves the enemy, and in fact, they deserve our our empathy and our love, just like Jesus demonstrated when he was uh, here during his earthly ministry. And my point is, is that no matter how antagonistic, no matter how angry, no matter how upsetting some of the things that other people are saying can be to us, we have to remember that they are not our real enemy, no matter how they treat us, and that they're just, they're lost, like we once were, and that our mission, the gospel message itself, is a mission of reconciliation. Ultimately, the world would be the best not if this person who is currently uh, being used maybe by uh, spiritual evil to inflict pain and suffering and evil into the world. The, the best outcome is not that this person is judged for all of that sin and, and spends an eternity in conscious torment. The best possible outcome is that this person has a moment where they submit to Jesus as Lord and they are reconciled to him and they become a brother or a sister. That's that's the best outcome by far. And I I, I know in my own life, sometimes it's easy to forget that. So our, our attitude, and this is the, the sort of gut check moment for all of us, it, our attitude should be to desire what God desires for the people that we interact with. And God's desire, as scripture tells us, is ultimately that all would come to repentance. God's desire is that every human would fulfill the destiny for which God created them, that the image of God would be truly fulfilled in that person, that the intent that God had for every person when he created them would actually come to fruition. And to see people as God sees them means that the way that we treat people is motivated from the perspective that we have on on people. And so if we see people the way God sees people, then we will treat people the way that God treats people. And that is characterized, as we see in this proverb, by a demeanor that is gentle and kind and soft toward people, even when they are not treating us in a way where that would necessarily be easy. But it is godly. And it is wise. And so I think this is part of why we see the emphasis here on the way that we speak uh, in this proverb. 